0: Smarter Business Finance, episode number 14, when should you pay for your equipment with cash? Are you a small business owner looking to take your skills to the next level, interested in getting real information about financing business equipment and business loans, without the worry of getting scammed, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Michalak. So hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Smarter Business Finance Podcast. Rob Mishaloff here, and we're going to talk today about when you should buy your equipment with cash versus getting a, a loan or a lease. And it, this is a pretty Im- important topic because uh, in a lot of businesses, and especially in a lot of businesses that, that we work with, uh, the largest expenditure that Most of the time you'll see will be for different types of capital equipment, whether it's for machinery or trucks or telecommunications equipment, you know, just just depending on on what type of work you do and what industry you're in. And the way this came about and reason why we decided or I decided that we should talk about that today is we've had a number of, of customers, or should I say, hopeful customers, coming to us recently, who bought equipment, wrote a check, or you know, paid cash for that equipment, and then ran out of money. And uh, that happens more commonly than you might think. And you know, a lot of times in business, the definition of business failure. Is simply running out of money. You're just you're out of gas. You can't move forward anymore. And this actually, most of the time when we come across this, it's very very common that we come across this in the case of a startup. And you know what'll happen is you'll you'll factor in uh, the costs of. Uh, I'll give you. We had a guy contact us recently. Who was opening up a frozen yogurt franchise, and he went and spent all his money. I guess he thought or found found a, a pretty good deal on some frozen yogurt machines uh, because somebody else went out of business, and so he spent all his or almost all his cash on these frozen yogurt machines, and then didn't have any money left. To actually. Open the business and from a lender standpoint so first of all from a lender standpoint like that's that's pretty scary if the guy like literally spends all his money on some machines. Um, what's the next bad decision and what's going to put him out of business and how much you're going to be left with how many uh, you know the question becomes how many payments is this guy going to make before he runs out of money because of poor planning? And so you don't want to be caught like that with your pants down. And in the case of startups, you know, typically the rule in a startup, unless you're intimately familiar with all the costs uh, of that business, and super experienced so um, so that nothing's going uh, to surprise you. But let me, let me say that anytime you start a business, some things will surprise you and you should leave some powder dry in that barrel. But to start, you know, when you start a business, my rule of thumb is take the amount of money you need and double it because something's going to come back and surprise you. And What happens is it's pretty hard. So if you let's say you got good credit and you want to go buy equipment to start a business and you've got $50,000 in the bank, it's not, you know, it's never easy for a startup business, but it's not too difficult to get someone to say, okay, yeah, I'll take a chance on, on that guy. In contrast, put yourself in a lender's shoes and imagine that someone comes to you and says, "You know, I was planning on my business costing me fifty thousand dollars to open. Um, I ended up spending that fifty thousand dollars on equipment. I have about six dollars left. I, I need another fifty or so. You think you want to lend it to me?" And you're going to look at me. And you go, "Seriously, clown shoes? No." Nah. You know, I'm sure that there's somebody who's less risky to invest in, right? And, and that just makes business sense. In fact, once you have no money left, it's very, very, it's often very, very difficult to get that deal approved because, you know, the, really, I mean, the question is all right, so what other things have you not thought of before opening up your business? So it's something that's real important. And in fact, When you're just starting a business, uh, you should be borrowing money uh, as soon as you can to start building some business credit. And now, depending on what platform or program you use, not everybody reports to, uh, you know, uh, Paydex or or Dun & Bradstreet. However, uh, in almost all cases, when you are financing uh, or leasing equipment, a, a UCC filing will be made. And you can also use that, uh, you know, if you have good pay history, you can get uh, a credit reference from that person later on down the line to, to make borrowing easier. Uh, and that, that's pretty important. Um, the, the, you know, people often try to use cash because they're unrealistic about what the rates are going to be or should be or what is fair uh, as a business startup. And uh, depending on the program, uh, you know, rate, rates can vary widely. Uh, we've seen startup rates that are quite low in some cases for very well qualified folks. Uh, but we've also seen, Startup rates that you know quite honestly are pretty high uh, to to compensate for a substantial amount of risk. And in some of the riskier situations, uh, an objection that will come up is, okay, so you you're going to finance me. It looks like over the course of this 60 months that I'm going to pay double what the equipment costs. So uh, you know, as they say, well, it's 20. I'm going to pay forty thousand dollars for a twenty thousand dollar piece of equipment and you know the answer is well yeah looking at what we're seeing here there's maybe a fifty fifty chance that you're going to make it if we're lucky uh, but more, more importantly the question to ask is not what the money costs obviously if you can get cheaper money go get cheaper money but it, it's much more important Uh, to look at the benefits of what that money will provide you. For example, in the case of a startup situation where there's a huge risk, uh, and anyone uh, that thinks there's not a risk to their startup, um, man, you're crazy. Uh, But there's a huge risk, and the, the more money you can get your hands on, uh, or, you know, I like to call it runway. How much runway do you have before you're going to crash and burn? Because you don't want to be in the situation. If you start a business and you've got $12, like how long can you go without turning a profit before you're on the breadlines? And, you know, it's the Wild West in the business world. No one cares if you can feed your kids. No, no one cares. No one cares if you go out of business restaurants everything people go out of business every day nobody cares. now the good thing is uh, if you haven't quite used all your money a lot of times if it's been less than 90 days since you purchased that equipment sometimes 60 uh, but the you know it, it never more than 90 um, sometimes 30 but if it's very 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 recently that you purchased the equipment, in either you just had to do it fast because it was the sale of the century and you just had to get it in right now or you got it in and, and you're looking at it and you go oops um, oftentimes we can run it just as, as a regular sale um... and so it's nothing crazy we'll look at it as if uh... you were just purchasing that equipment uh... however we're gonna you know if you took your fifty thousand dollars and now you have five thousand dollars left, you're gonna be priced in terms of risk as if you had five thousand dollars in the bank uh so it's tougher to get it through than if you were buying that equipment having had fifty five thousand dollars in the bank and is that fair is it not? Oh, who cares um you know the the fact is it it is what it is, and the, the you know in business uh in lending uh you know People tell you any the numbers usually don't lie. If your financial statements aren't fake, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, and so the question of whether you should pay with cash or not, it depends. Like if you're an established business and you know that you're going to be fine, you, like there's not really any point in paying finance charges. Uh, you know exactly what's coming in. and You've got plenty of money um, in reserve. Um, Hey, totally cool. Although I will tell you that very, very few businesses have grown to any sort of size or scale based purely on cash flow. There's a reason why debt exists and there's a reason why lenders exist. It's hard to grow purely on cash flow. So if you plan to become much larger than you are eventually you're going to have to pay the price uh and and take on some debt um, but it, you know i can't say it enough if you're a startup cash is king and also you know i've heard some folks talk about uh you know and especially on, on smaller deals it, you know you look at the the cost of um, what your monthly payments will be sometimes on a twenty or twenty-five thousand dollar piece of equipment, and our first question always is, "Are we putting you into uh, a deal that that benefits you?" Because not only are you not going to move forward uh, if the deal doesn't benefit you, and hopefully you know your numbers. Hopefully you're not uh, opening a business just guessing that maybe it will work. But you know, you might not know down to the penny, but you should know have a rough idea of how much the expenditures you're making uh, are going to bring in and what your costs are going to be and what your expected profits are. And hopefully that will bring you in more money than you would make just going to work with Burger King and not having any risk, right? And so a lot of times we'll hear folks say, well, I can't make those numbers work. Uh, go what, you know, uh, Well, I figured the payment would be, and literally, these are conversations. I'm not making this up. These are conversations that we had. I can't make those numbers work. I was really hoping for a $1,300 payment. We say, well, that's a, you know, we can't quite get you there. looks like the payment's going to be around $1,450. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, Wait a minute. So whether the business works or not hinges upon uh, a swing in payments between 150 dollars and well you know if the answer to that question is yes, it's time to rethink, maybe uh, at that point you should give that Burger King job a second look, right? If you can't make the numbers work with startup rates, uh, whatever the rates are, you know th- there are some abusive programs out there. so let me let me back up. like there are some stupid programs out there where charlatans will get you, um, they'll they'll trick you into paying like hundred percent rates on something, and I, I mean that's moronic. If if you have a uh, uh, a ten thousand dollar piece of equipment, and your payments are ten thousand dollars a year, like that's just stupid. But in, in normal world uh, startup rates, where the 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 rates in terms of interest, um, if you were to calculate it as loan. Um, they range from sometimes 10%, but usually for very good credit, 10 to 12, maybe 13% um, on up uh, and really top out. sometimes for the really risky deals, you can see them top out at 40 to 45. but that's you know, those are some pretty tight deals where you're not really sure if you're going to be approved or not. Um, much beyond that, the numbers don't work. but any, anything where, where you're um, anywhere below 40%, like if the numbers don't work as a startup, it's time to rethink your business because uh, it means that there's no wiggle room and you cannot start a business with no wiggle room. It means you've never, if, if you're dumb enough to start a business and not have any outs, not have any way for things to go wrong for a week without... It it means you've never been punched in the nose. It's like a boxer who never got punched before. You're just waiting to get knocked out. And you know what? We don't want you to get knocked out. We want you to succeed. You know, something that was pretty cool this week is uh, uh, I I personally had uh, two returning customers from uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, One gentleman who... Financed a, a sweeper truck uh, with me and came back for another uh, sweeper truck, and um, not because the sweeper truck broke down, because his business is growing and he needs another one. And another gentleman buying a second dump truck, who uh, was a startup, who bought his first dump truck and and we financed it. Um, and personally, I work personally worked both those deals, uh, and. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, in fact, one of the, the interesting things we talk about uh, this is just just a little side note. But you know, we talk about all these scummy guys uh, or the scummy practices, I should say, that happen in the industry. And one of the things I don't understand about that is, like, when you're when you're hosing people, like, you don't get a lot of repeat business, and like, it's hard to get a new customer. Um, they, it, it's a lot easier to keep a happy customer, and when you when you can help somebody uh, in their business and they come back to you, uh, it's so much easier. I mean, whereas the first call with these fo- gentlemen probably two years ago, uh, I remembered a lot about them, and uh, first call in both cases probably took about a, a half hour worth of work, and in one case. Uh, It was a five-minute phone call. Hey, Rob, need another truck. Um, I'm assuming you can do it. What do I need? Send stuff, get the stuff back. Easy. I mean, that's the way you scale a business. So as a business owner myself, we are very vested in wanting to make sure that you make decisions that are going to place you on the path for success. Because uh, in general, and what we hope is, the more successful you are, the more your business can grow. And as your business grows, uh, it helps our business grow because you're going to buy more equipment and we're going to get the chance to finance more equipment for you. And sometimes, in some cases, larger and larger orders. And let me tell you something. Uh, you go and you, you find somebody and you uh, do an equipment financing as a startup. Well, when you come back maybe two years later for more equipment, you're going to get much better rates um, because you're you're no longer a startup. Uh, You've proven that you can run a business successfully, and there's a lot less risk. So, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, Just if you're wondering whether you should pay cash for your equipment versus uh, doing a loan or a lease, if there's any chance that you're gonna run out of money uh, before opening the doors or that you're not gonna be able to grow your business uh, because you ran out of cash trying to save money and not paying finance charges. Just finance, just, you know, running out of money sucks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Mishalov. Online at smarterfinanceusa.com, Twitter at smarterfinanceu, and on facebook.com slash smarterfinanceusa. We'll catch you next time.